Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. I'm Baha Etmanen, the founder and editor of Ageless by Rescue. Ageless by Rescue gives you unprecedented access to international and Australian experts and visionaries. Hi, it's Miranda here on Ageless by Rescue podcast. Hi, this is Martha Kay and you are on Ageless by Rescue podcast. I'm Trini Woodall. I mean, I feel I'm being interviewed by the sexiest woman in the world. Skincare connoisseur, expert, and CEO to multiple brands, Olivia Duvillard offers a truly unique set of skills in his field from his vast experience in the cosmetic industry. He began his career as the general manager of L'Oreal Australia and the managing director of Elizabeth Arden Australia, and later became the general manager and CEO for leading Australian cosmeceutical brand, Ultraceuticals. Today, Olivier is the CEO of Dr. Naomi Skin Clinics and is regarded as the expert of experts. His reputation has been built over more than 23 years in the cosmetic industry and his passion for beauty, skincare and all things aesthetics shine through his work. I should also declare here that Olivier is my BFF. We spend hours, if not weeks, talking about the next treatment we want to have, the products we want to try, and we've been known to colour each other's hair, do a skin peel, and various other treatments from our kitchen tables. I am so excited to bring this particular episode of Ageless by Rescue to you because I've asked Olivier to dissect and demystify product formulations, ingredients, and exactly what we need in skincare. His authority and experience in not only running skincare companies, but also developing products from scratch is invaluable knowledge for us to know. And on this episode of Ageless by Rescue, I'm excited to share an insider's guide to exactly what you need to invest in and what you can potentially ditch. Welcome, Olivia Duvillard, to Ageless by Rescue podcast. Do we look at ingredients or do we look at product when we're making a, a skincare decision? Oh, that is a big topic here, just right in the heart of it all. Uh, there's definitely a bit of a lot of uh, education in the past few years, and uh, we can thank, you know, the uh, DCM brands or the Ordinary or Inky, Link, Inky List, sorry, to just really have helped put focus uh, forward on some ingredients, but also at the same time, it's confused, I think, customers even further in some ways, because now they we're talking ingredient-specific focus formulation instead of talking about results. And I think sometimes it kind of complicates the whole equation. So there's definitely a lot of questions out there and people are very confused which, between which products and ingredients are the best for their skin. And I think um, there's not one answer. <laughs> and obviously there's not one answer. There's um, a budget obviously that comes into the equation, but also there's, there's um, the science behind it. I think ingredient-specific uh, focus on the routine is important to understand what you are using in your skin. But for someone who's not willing or not so much willing, but who just hasn't had the time to spend 
in terms of educating yourself and what are the myths, not only about the ingredients, but also are there some true tried and tested um, scientific basis from the claims. Um, I think it's always best um, to me would be to go with a trusted brand and go with your skin concerns and what you're trying to achieve rather than focusing on the single ingredients. I think it's a simpler way to start. What do you think, say in our 20s, what are the key concerns we want to treat? And so what would you suggest a good routine would be and the key things to incorporate into your skincare in your 20s? Well, that's <clears throat> that's definitely when you want to start, you know, like prevention. We start aging, you know, as soon as we hit the late teen, a uh, teen years. So I think um, good prevention is always the key. So I would imagine getting into a good routine, simple routine, nothing complicated. I would definitely have a good cleanser suited to your skin type. So you know, usually um, it would be um, like if you are young, something that is obviously helps with oil flow. So something that has have some uh, light AHAs or fruit acids to kind of help um, exfoliate the skin cells and clear the sebum. Uh, obviously, AHA and BHA, so BHA being salicylic acid, um, usually it's very good to clear out deeply the pores. So a good cleanser that features those would definitely be my pick uh, if you're not sensitive, obviously. Um, but at in, a, in the 20s, sunscreens would be definitely the one and only thing you would absolutely must use day in, day out. Can I ask you a question? Is it really that important how we cleanse? I mean, everyone says it, but... Does it really make a difference in terms of the quality of your skin? And should we be spending money on, we know we should be spending money on good ingredients, but should we be spending money on good cleansers? Wow, wow. okay, that's a good question. I would say that's where you want to save. There are some really good cleansers out there that would be in the budget-friendly area uh, from you know, some great brands out there. Not obviously, there's some research, but some chemists, pharmacy brands, there's definitely cleansers would be something that is um, on your face for quite a short time. So that is not the power kind of product in your skincare that will make uh, the biggest difference. Um, there are some simple cleansers that features the ingredients that you need. You just need to do a little bit of research and I would definitely go if you want in your 20s to save some money. The cleansers is not the number one thing you'd spend money on. You would want to have a great sunscreen uh, suitable to your skin type that you'll love wearing. One of the most important thing I always say is the, well, I've stored that actually from lab muffin, <laughs> is um, your best sunscreen out there is the one you like to wear every day, right? So there's no right or wrong sunscreens. There's a lot of very complicated myths out there and scare tactics, but this um, ingredient is scary for you, for you because it's going to poison you over time. But, you know, it's all about true research um, that should be backed um, making those claims instead of um, listening to a brand that's trying to sell their product that obviously is not featuring it. So I think that this that's why uh, customers get complicated. But for me, sunscreen in your 20s is your number one um, weapon against aging. It doesn't help you reverse aging, but definitely certainly will help you um, age slower and ensure that you keep your skin integrity over time. So in your 30s, you're going into a more uh, corrective 
phase of your um, skincare. Um, what are some of the things that you would always advocate, uh, you know, adding in? So we've got good cleansing, we've got great sun protection, maybe one or two um, treatment products that we're using in our 20s. Where do we go to in our 30s and what's happening to the skin in our 30s? Well, in your 30s, you will start seeing the environmental damage, obviously, of your skin is, is, uh, is experiencing through, obviously, uh, the natural process of aging. So you will lose, start losing some, um, so your skin laxity or firmness, the bounce, the lovely bounce that you have in your 20s. And also you will start seeing, especially in your mid-30s, that's, where it's, that's when you start paying for all the, the years we've, well, we've had in the sun before we knew better about uh, sunscreen, but that's when you start seeing pigment going out of control. And um, you wake up you know, in your mid-30s with um, definitely a few more fine lines and especially pigmentation start popping here and there. So um, early 30s, definitely, or even late 20s, I would start using some <clears throat> definitely a bit more powerful serums. So including the um, an exfol uh, chemical exfoliants. So chemical exfoliants are your uh, fruit acids, so AHAs, glycolic acid, mandelic acid, those are all AHAs. And then you can this an array of uh, serums of any budget price, obviously, or more expensive uh, complex formulation that will help to um, exfoliate and resurface your skin, increase the cell turnover. And I would absolutely, the number one ingredient you want to look for is a vitamin A product. So that's that's going to help. It's the wonder ingredients. And that's always saying when people ask me, what would you use if you had to let go of everything? It's I just skip my, my vitamin A, but that obviously gets paired with an SPF. You cannot use this, um, a retinol or retinoid kind of product without using SPF daily. But that's the one that's, that's your most research, most trustworthy product that will reverse aging. It's um, <clears throat> got so many proven researches behind it that um, you would definitely want to pick a retinol product. How many actives should we be using? Um, and, you know, you said always retinol with sunscreen, but... There is a trend towards layering serums. There is a trend towards lots of actives. How many actives is two actives and what actives should you never use together? Oh, that's so many questions. I think there's <laughs> <clears throat> definitely a trend. There's, there's, there's two conflicting trends that's happened in the past a few years. Is obviously brands like Inkilist or Ordinary and all those um, ingredient-focused serums our single ingredient focused have increased the layering. Um, so you have very complicated routine and people get very confused in how many serums they should use. They mix and match at home, <coughs> trying to make sense of obviously how they should apply and which order. And the counterbalance, which is happening at the moment, it's the simplification of your routine where people are, you know, you end up using some of these brands, you end up using six, eight serums because you just need so many of them to actually make up the, what you need for your skin or your skin concerns that it gets so complicated and confusing. And also you get an overload of serums on top of each other, which at the end of the day doesn't help with um, penetration of the ingredients, right? So you layer too many serums with too many um, silicones or base that kind of end up piling on. Sometimes they start boiling. Um, there's obviously, it's when you just did too many. So the counterbalance of this, the current trend is people are simplifying their skincare routine and investing in probably a little bit pricier serums or moisturizers, but that features a lot more ingredients 
um, in the one formula, which I think will simplify your routine. Uh, what is too many ingredients? I just don't really have a clear answer on this because some of the more complex formulations obviously features a number of, you know, uh, of the your A, your vitamin A, obviously your vitamin C, your vitamin uh, B3, the niacinamide, there's so many other wonder ingredients out there that you want to ensure you have somewhere captured in your routine, especially also some of the peptides. Um, so that's kind of the things you want to look for in your serums. But I would say as soon as you start applying more than two serums at night and then your moisturizer and then you have a, potentially an oil on top, that that's that's where I would really stop um, adding ingredients. And your skin, you will feel it. I always say with active ingredients, you need to feel your skin. Too many um, is not better. I think we are, and I come from, you know, a background of um, perfumeries, where my mom used to work in perfumeries. That's, that's where my love in France, uh, she used to manage perfumeries. I used to be surrounded by creams. And I think there's a counterintuitive um, feeling out there is that a little bit of um, skincare or cream that feels good. Um, I should put a lot more and I'll feel even better. The skincare science has increased so drastically since, you know, my days with my mom in perfumeries that, that the cosmeceutical science and the level of active that is allowed in skincare these days or that people are willing to actually put out on the market um, has really drastically changed the game. So, and people tend to think that, oh, I really like this serum, exactly what you said about that uh, overnight mask, one night stand, which is 15% glycolic. It gives you a good old tingle and it's called overnight because we, if you get your skin used to it, you are able to use it overnight. And yes, it's addictive because it gives you that complete resurfacing. You wake up in the morning with just that complete perfect shine skin that you, that you experience with high glycolic levels. But if you do that two, three days in a row, you will flake peel and you might be irritated or potentially react. So that's when uh, um, introducing new activities in your skincare is the most important thing is just to remember the slower, the better. You will get the result. If you go too fast, you will react. Give your chance to, uh, to your skin to adapt do every other day, every third day, especially if you do vitamin A you've never used, and then you gradually build up. And I think that's kind of a rule of thumb is with any new active skincare, just go slower because the counterintuitive thinking is really that we just think, oh, because I love a little bit, I'm going to put a lot more. But this is no longer the case if you're using active skincare brands. What are the topical skincare breakthroughs that you can now also introduce at this kind of um 10-year phase of your life where you can really start to see the aging process? Sydney, definitely, you know, um, I'm very familiar working in, with doctors for many years and um, I've experienced all the treatments that you should definitely, I think they work hand in hand. I think <clears throat> to talk about treatments and especially injectable, there's a lot of people that you can see out there that have a lot of injectables, but they still look older and then you kind of realize quickly working in skincare that's because they don't treat their skin you cannot do one without the other how we said the injectable will give you 
the structure. So your your face is is the frame, and the injectable will give you the volume fillers, um, the anti wrinkles. So I'm not going to say the names, but will definitely uh, help drastically with reducing obviously movements and obviously minimizing fine line and wrinkle. But you're left with your canvas. So you've taken care of your frame. The canvas is the skin. There are many researchers out there, and there's a big one from I think it was um, uh, Oli or Procter and Gamble that did and. They, they, it's complicated, but basically they took the, the skin mapping on a standardized face of any ages, and I think they were they had no wrinkles, and they were asking people to rent to um, give an age to people just based on the skin texture. <clears throat> what came out of this study, in short, is that pigmentation, uneven skin, skin tone, redness ages you just as much as wrinkles. I think people tend to focus on wrinkles and they forget the skin texture, the skin even texture. So if you start to be blotchy, red, pigmented, this will make you look older or definitely age you just as much as your wrinkles. And I think there's kind of sometimes that people forget <laughs> until you are reminded that you need to look after once you've done all your injectable treatments, skin tightening and all this, the skincare will help to kind of maintain the results and improve. There are a number of now skin tightening ingredients. The thing is, these are long term. You know, anything that touches with skin uh, laxity will take a long time. It's collagen building. It will take at least over three months to kind of see some bounce and results. But there are also some practicality where you can add some instant tensor into your serums, which gives you that immediate lift, knowing that it's backed up by potentially some vitamin C, some of the firming peptides we've discussed. So not all the peptides is a buzzword. Peptides, there are probably now hundreds up there. There's really maybe a handful of peptides that have truly have some scientific backup that is not driven by the manufacturer, but is really being researched, you know, so, so argiline, which is your numbing peptide that is featured usually in high eye cream, um, has true, truly shown that it reduces wrinkles and, and um, over time, like by quite, quite significantly, if you use it um, in your skincare or eye cream, it's definitely a must. Any of the firming ingredients, there are some really good ones that we've used in the Dr. Naomi skincare, which is a really cool Australian um, organic organic uh, kangaroo paw flower extract. I always say that's not the paw, the paw kangaroos. It's a, <laughs> it's a botanical extract, but that has got some really outstanding scientific uh, research in terms of skin lifting and uh, minimizing uh, wrinkles. And it's really a cool uh, organic ingredient found in WA. So you can definitely add those firming peptides and ingredients out there. There are quite a few that will work to kind of um, uh, maintain and uh, help your skin to synthesize more collagen and elastin. But as I said, this is not going to do it, right? So you will only see the result that you expect from, you know, maybe some skin tightening, uh, ultrasound treatment, and then your skincare will help you maintain or enhance those results. But skincare can only do so much. Are there some traditional treatments, ingredients, um, products, that really are anti-aging and really are miraculous. Uh, I think there's definitely merit in all these ingredients because 
these are the source of, you know, even the new ingredients, whether they're synthetic, they're inspired by OBC science. And then sometimes we they, they are replicating, you know, natural ingredients, but you can get a more um, predictable result batch to batch. And also you don't, with natural ingredients, botanical extract, you get a very different um, quality from batch to batch. And then what happens now, like for um, Cantella Asiatica or, uh, you can go down to the Macedonian can never pronounce that word, but it's kind of the extract actually is the active part of that plant. So you kind of narrow down to which is the part of the plant that actually works. So when you go back to the ancient beauties, milk, you know what? Milk is your lactic acid. That's, that's, so that's why the bath of, in the milk, that's where it comes from. Uh, uh, lemon, lemon water, citric acid, that's an AHA. So all of this has, has the merit and has been brought forward into many of the products in today's, but we've narrowed it down further down the chain. Instead of using the milk, fermented milk with the probiotics, we use kind of the ingredient itself that is the active part without kind of the surrounding because we've been able to, with science, extract that, the most potent part of it. So if you do have a preference for natural products or organic products, are there certain um, products or ingredients that work really well in that more natural state that, you know, is worth buying and then other things that you really want to go towards a more cosmeceutical or a more potent um, formulation to get a real result? Oh, the trick of it all. I just <laughs> think this, this, it's a big part of what you your lifestyle is about um, and also obviously I'm not going to go around it, but if you really want active results and, and faster results, you definitely will go with the science-based. Okay? It doesn't mean it cannot be natural. There are plenty of ingredients, as I just discussed, that have been, um, uh, as you said, lab-distilled, but they're still eco-certs, meaning they, they are organic, but they've just kind of um, managed to extract the active ingredient out of the plant rather than giving you an organic oil or an organic oil extract, which can be unpredictable batch to batch and quality from an ingredient from different manufacturers. So that's why you get a lot of question mark on a purely organic botanical oil based. I, I just don't think you will get the results that you want if you really want to go into an anti-aging routine. But it doesn't mean that if you want to stay within the botanical realm and organic, there are plenty of now ingredients that are within that family that are active and that will give you the results. Some simple things like vitamin A, you can get from some uh, carotene, which is what it, it came from, but by the time it gets to do what a retinoid, um, pure retinol form will do, it's never going to be comparable. So when those natural brands said this vitamin A, this is just a really long lead until you get any benefit from it. And I would never um, actually use one of these products against a, a pure retinol product or retinoic acid. As I said, it's just a lifestyle. It's like what your diet is. I think we, we're all humans. We uh, mix and match. Uh, a little bit of what we want to cherry pick. <laughs> you know, if you're absolutely vegan, organic, you can find a brand that suits your lifestyle. It will be harder to find an active, highly active, the further down you go into the extremes. And I always say that with a lot of contrasts, um, I would really just think that if you want to indulge or make sure that the products 
where you want to have the bang for your box are your serums. That's it, right? So you just get good serums, which is with your AHAs, some niacinamide, vitamin B3, a vitamin A, a vitamin C, if you want in the morning for BC firming, uh, just under your sunscreen helps with, you know, antioxidant protection against the sun. These are the basic, you know, the A, B, C, so simple, um, to really just get those from um, some good uh, brands. There are pure vitamin C extracts um, that are, you know, synthetically made, or you can get it from kakadu plum extracts and things. But as I said, this becomes a lot longer lead until you get the 10% vitamin C that you need to get some result. Right? So I think it's where you want to choose the actives to deliver to the standard that you want without the guesswork. Having an extract that has vitamin C is it is very different than having 10% vitamin C in your serum, right? So just <laughs> I would go with what I know is get the ingredients that I need at the percentage that I think will be efficacious. If you want to be then in the more indulgent and then obviously in your skincare and a part of skincare is enjoying doing it. Yeah, compliance from enjoyment, call right? It, you know, just so important. It's so important. It's just how it makes you feel when you just do it at night or when you do it on the weekend for a special moment. And these are the uh, experiential products. And these you can really indulge into that more botanical, experiential texture, scent. Uh, so that's your, you know, cleansers. That can be a lovely hydrating mask. That can be even your moisturizer. Your moisturizer does not have to be highly active if you've got the serums that do the job. And also, obviously, in the current trend, the the oils or the, obviously they very nourishing. They can be made of a complex mix of botanical oils, and they help to regulate your lipid levels and nourish the skin. Then, can I just? Do a little quick one on, on oils. It's just people tend to use them as a serum. Um, yes. Meaning before your moisturizer, they need to be used on top because they are water-free because they're oils. There's no water in the formula and they're not moisturizing. Right, So you cannot moisturize without water. And that's your moisturizer that does that. It's got a water-based formula. So your oil goes over to minimize this is like it acts like a seal so to kind of minimize the um, water loss from your skin so if you use oils and as a treat to just kind of nourish and replenish your skin it's wonderful but it has to be your last step with your uh, above your moisturizer to get the benefits from the oil if you use it before you just uh, putting um, oil um, and you're not letting the moisturizer or the moisture from the water from your moisturizer get into your skin so what about tools do you do you advocate using love, you them. Know, love um, them what do you what would you recommend we should all invest in oh that i just think a good vibrating sunning device cleansing there's plenty out there on the market the sonic definitely boost your uh, cleansing routine sonic you mean the sonic cleansers yeah. vibrate um, sonic yeah yeah exactly sonic vibration that will kind of help remove deep down the dirt and debris that you've got in your pores or makeup and that will really you know as we know cleansing is really the building block of a good skincare regime so if you've got clean skin and um, that will really help to um, enhance your, the rest of your skincare routine as you apply it because you've got really the perfect um, prep to absorb and enhance the, the skincare routine. I think there's plenty of benefits to the you know, microcurrent. I just have to be diligent. They do work. They're, <clears throat> they After that, it gets 
the gua sha is obviously works lymph um, lymph uh, massages. It just you have to be more diligent with those. I always advocate the gimmicky ones. You will use them a little bit, like even at a home needling, if you are inclined to do that. Um, there's a lot of risks involved. I would always think you'll get a better result. If you start needling yourself with a roller at home, there's potentially a lot of damage you can create yourself to your skin by overdoing it, doing it too deep, doing it too often, doing it in an hygienic way. So I think these treatments are better left to the professional. Um, and I think now these days, this is my new favorite that I'm using regularly. There's even now LED masks. So, they, you know, they're red and infrared masks, which we are used to doing in, um, you know, clinics with your Omnilux or... Um, uh, sorry, heel lights, those are the key, the leading brands, but they do so people understand what I'm talking about. But these days you can have a, a much dulled down version, obviously, of what you can get in the salon, which has over, you know, thousand lights. Those masks only have about a hundred, but you can apply it at home whilst you're working, sitting on the couch. And this has really a truly so much research behind the benefits that I would definitely invest in one of those. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. I'm Bahar Etmanen, your host and founder of Ageless by Rescue. For more exclusive content, show transcript, behind the scenes video, real people reviews and extended interviews with experts, I invite you to please follow us at Ageless by Rescue on Instagram, Facebook and Rescue TV on YouTube. You can also sign up to receive our e-magazine and newsletters, all for free. 